Well, it's pretty likely the Pac-12 media deal is going to have a streamer involved. Could there be one or could there be two? I think they should just go with one. Locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions. Please like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show if you haven't already, which today is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We continue to be in the speculative phase for the Pac-12 media deal because we don't have it yet. I thought they'd want it before the men's basketball tournament. Yeah, they didn't have that. I thought they'd want it before March Madness. That could technically happen. I would love to come on tomorrow and talk about the actual tangible deal. doesn't seem like we're going to get there. But my guess for a long time has been that it'll be ESPN and Amazon as the media partners for the Pac-12. Now, Apple has been rumored, speculated, discussed. It's a possibility. I think a very real one. I don't think the Pac-12 should go with two streamers, though. I think they should look for a cable partner, whether that's ESPN. I'm still holding holding out hope on Ion Television. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to hold out hope anyway. ESPN and Amazon. That would be my personal preference my personal choice. Now, the reason is because you have a certain percentage of your games that are going to be on ESPN, and then you'll have a certain percentage that will be on your streaming partner. Now, I don't believe it is the end of the world for the Pac-12 to have a bunch of games on Amazon or on Apple TV+, Plus because compared to the Pac-12 network, the visibility on those areas can't be any worse, really. Like people say, oh, nobody's going to be able to watch on Amazon. Nobody can watch Pac-12 Network. We're, of course, exaggerating when we say nobody. But more people are going to have access to Pac-12 sports on Amazon than Apple. Doesn't mean Apple couldn't be a viable option. If the dollar figure's right, you'd obviously go in that direction. But I think you'd go ESPN and Amazon, and you'd just go with one. Because I think if you were to you know, split the baby down the middle. That's an old biblical reference to King Solomon, which John Mulaney has a hilarious stand-up bit on, by the way. If you, if you split it down the middle and you have Apple and Amazon, I don't think having a streaming partner involved is going to kill your visibility more than the Pac-12 network already was. But I do think you may get challenging at some level and it, it, it also hurts the perception just a little bit even further if you have two. Like, I, as a Pac-12 fan, do not want to have to go back and forth between Apple and Amazon for the games that are not going to be nationally televised. I would rather just go ESPN and Amazon. And I think there is something from a branding standpoint of saying, you know, Amazon is the the sole streaming partner of of the Pac-12, right? Or just kind of letting it grow, letting people get comfortable with it, letting people get familiar with it. And, and not have to go back and forth. Because then you also don't want to run into the issue for the Pac-12 of 
some people have this streaming service, but they don't have that one, right? And if they end up going in the direction of Apple being the big streaming partner that they have, then you'll have Pac-12 fans that are going to want to watch their teams sign up for Apple to watch the Pac-12, right? That That's what will take place. But I don't think you want to be splitting things there. It, it just makes it trickier logistically for us as fans, and I, I, I don't want that to happen. But that thought came about from a great question that I got. You can be a part of the mailbag too. YouTube comments, Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore Pac-12. This one came in from Terry Snyder. He said, under the current media deal, how many Pac-12 games are linear or streaming? I'm wondering how a new deal will compare. Now, in 2022, and this is a great question, Terry. In 2022, the Pac-12 network aired 37 home football games right? So whichever team is hosting, that school is responsible for broadcasting the game. And how that gets adjudicated in terms of which games are on linear, which games have been on Pac-12 network, that gets determined closer to the, the day of. But all those schools have the infrastructure to broadcast on television and, you know, networks just basically need to come in, put their own producers in place, put their own talent in place and, and all that sort of stuff and get everything situated. But there's a certain amount of, you know, in-house infrastructure at each school. But in 2022, 37 home football games were aired on the Pac-12 network and ESPN and Fox combined for 45 home and neutral site games. So over half, just by, you know, I mean by a solid amount, I, I suppose. I didn't do the actual math there. But like 60% of the games were on ESPN or Fox. Now, going forward, if you have just one cable partner, right, and, you know, CBS and Turner are not involved and Fox doesn't look like they're going to be involved, ESPN's kind of the only big traditional cable partner remaining unless somebody else enters the picture. Eye on TV. I'm rooting for it. Um, you think I'm kidding, by the way. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm, I'm so down for eye on television. Um, it's not going to happen, but, you know, maybe I could speak it into existence. You never know. But... ESPN and Fox had 45 home and neutral site games. Now, in 2023, the Pac-12 announced that ESPN, ABC, Fox, and FS1, which is basically, you know, the same uh, pairing, just expanded a little bit that I referenced with ESPN and Fox a moment ago. They will have, again, 45 games for Pac-12 teams where they're at home or playing in a neutral site. And this does not include bowl games, by the way. And the Pac-12 network is scheduled for 35 and 15 of those games, just interesting tidbits here, 15 of those games will come against group of five schools, 18 will come against teams that made a bowl game a year ago, and five come against teams that finished in the AP Top 25 from this past college football season. So as you look forward and say my, just you know, for, for the sake of uh, discussion and ease of uh, commentating here, say my ideal scenario comes to pass. ESPN is involved, but only ESPN and Amazon. I think what you would probably have here, if you look at the balance of you know 45 and 35, but that's incorporating Fox, ESPN would probably drop down to the 20-ish range, 20 to 25. I think that's a pretty reasonable place to be. And then you'd have the rest of them on, on Amazon. I get to that number because approximately, like it doesn't feel like Pac-12 teams, or I feel like actually they were more on Fox, but 
20, 25, roughly half of 45, kind of in that sort of range. So when you take Fox out, unless you introduce another cable partner, I think you'll probably have around 20 games on on ESPN and the rest will then be elsewhere. And I'm hoping that that place is Amazon. I think it's easier to watch. I think you've got, I know you have more subscribers than Apple currently does. So I think you'd have a greater chance of viewership. And you know, you could also have some interesting time windows as well. A lot, lot of interesting things that Amazon uh, presents there, but that's the balance as it is right now. And I think going forward, you know, it, it could maybe go as low as 15, but I don't think it would be, I, I don't think it would be that low for, for ESPN because you have 12 weeks in the regular season, and then you have the conference championship game, but you also have Thursday and Friday night games, right? So think about every time a Pac-12 team played on Thursday or Friday night. It was typically on ESPN. That's still going to be a window that going forward, if they remain involved, which I expect them to, they're going to want to go after. Like that. That's what the Pac-12 provides. So I, I imagine you'd still be able to get into the, the 20-ish range on, uh, on ESPN, how those games get situated and assigned depends on the year, uh, basically, is how that works. Now, plenty of speculation here, as is our you know usual arrangement, because the Pac-12 has given us nothing to go off of. I feel like it's Friday back in middle school, you know? Every class is taking so much longer because I just want the weekend to come so badly. That's where we're at. I want the deal to come so badly. Every day is passing slower because it's, it's still not there. But expectations. What would a horrible deal look like for the Pac-12 financially? I'll answer that question after I tell you about FanDuel, which is the number one sportsbook in America. It's a great time to download FanDuel because the NBA is in full swing. Playoffs right around the corner. March Madness is literally this week. But yes, basketball talk. Couple thoughts coming later in the show. And new customers get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000, that's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, so... This question came in from well, 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 32. <laughs> Has to be a fan of the office, right? Well, 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 how the turntables. Something like that. I'm a Parks and Rec guy. Didn't like the office very much. Um, that's going to be how I get the most flack on, on today's show. And you know what? That's okay. Well, 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 32 asks, in your opinion, anything under blank is a horrible deal slash makes the Pac-12 look bad? Well, first of all, I mean, with how everyone has been allowed to just kind of sit around and foment their own opinions and thoughts and perceptions of the league, could the Pac-12 look any worse than it does? I mean, I suppose, technically. But 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 I mean, I mean, I'm seriously asking this question. Could the perception of the league, not the actual boots on the ground reality, but could the perception of the league get any worse in the eyes of media members and fans only if you don't get a deal and the league does collapse on its in on itself which i don't anticipate happening like i, I just un, unless they came in it in the low 20s i mean if you came in in the low 20s and you were 10 million dollars or so 
behind the Big 12 on a per school basis, that would make it even worse. I think as long as they're above $25 million, our perception of the league should not change. And nobody's should. Now, you'll have people say, oh, see, it came in under the Big 12. Well, a bunch of you were already expecting that anyway. So if that actually happens, I'm not sure what the big deal is. But if you're if you're above $25 million and you're within, you know, five, six million per school per year of of the schools in the Big 12, yeah, that's a gap that you wouldn't like to have. But is it, you know, insurmountable on a per school level? No, I, I don't think so at all. And yeah, I'd rather have the money than, than not. I think where it could come into play and has for Pac-12 schools in the past, just look at Mel Tucker going to Colorado, is coaching salaries. That That's kind of where that extra money, having an extra million or two on a per year basis to give to your coaching staff, it might help you keep this assistant, it might help you do this, that, and the other thing. But I mean, for instance, it's still going to depend on each school. Ryan Grubb, the OC at Washington, who's really sharp, interviewed for the Bama job. Well, on the surface, Pac-12 SEC, SEC's got more money. SEC's going to be able to, you know, just lure them away at will. Uh, no, Ryan Grubb is still at Washington. Will probably be a head coach by 2024. I don't know where that will be, but he stayed at Washington because they were able to make him the highest paid assistant in the Pac-12. And I think one of the highest paid assistants in the country because it's Washington. But on the surface, you would look at it, I bought my mic, on the surface, you would look at it and say, well, the SEC's got more money, he's going to go over there because look at the gap in the media rights payouts, which is in the tens of millions of dollars, by the way, currently between the Pac-12 and the SEC. But it's not a problem for Washington. So going forward, the, 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 the financial gap between the haves and the have-nots is still going to exist. For Oregon and Washington, it's not going to be as much of a problem. For Stanford, it doesn't have to be if they don't want it to be. But the Oregon states, Washington states, Arizona's maybe of the world could have a tougher time. Arizona State even, though I think Kenny Dillingham is putting a lot of emphasis on uh, on NIL and fundraising as he should be. They're always going to have a tougher time. Like I, I don't think the media deal changes it dramatically. But the, the number question that you're looking for here, well, 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 32, is, is 25. If it's under 25, I'd say, wow, that's... And I just kind of picked that because it's a clean number. Um, really, I, honestly, I'll go 26. I'll, I'll say 26 because that would be $5 million under the under the Big 12 deal. If they're under 26, I'd say that's a little disappointing. But if they're at 26 or above and they get in the high 20s, low 30s range, then I think they're doing uh, just fine. I got a uh, specific question from someone yesterday who called for the return of a certain person on the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, counsel for the plaintiff, your honor, Spencer C. McLaughlin Esquire, representing the perspective for the University of Oregon that states that joining the Big Ten is indeed a good idea. A question came in on this very matter, and I am here to argue both sides accordingly. Now, the University of Oregon is a proud athletic institution and an academic one that is an AAU member, dare I say a requirement, for joining the Big Ten. The Big Ten, a conference that has shown its desire and willingness for, as the Joker and the Dark Knight put it circa 2008, 
a lot of room for aggressive expansion. They're already in Los Angeles. Does it not make sense to continue to go west, to go for the kill at the conference that calls itself the Conference of Champions? We would like to champion our own vision of one in which the Big Ten is the most nationally relevant conference in the country. And no better place is there to start with that further aggressive expansion than the University of Oregon, which is intrinsically paired, understandably so, with the University of Washington. Those are the premier football brands, football schools in the Pacific Northwest. If the Big Ten is going to expand west, how could Oregon not be a part of that conversation? It's hard to imagine that further Big Ten expansion wouldn't include. It would make all the sense in the world. And financially, well, the University of Oregon is not strapped for cash for sure, but does it ever hurt to have more? When you go to a restaurant, let's say as an example, a chain restaurant of note, the Cheesecake Factory. Do you ever feel like you want to eat the entire meal all at once? No. But do you wish you had a smaller portion? Also, no. Because leftovers are a wonderful thing. They allow you the flexibility to use it at a later time for whatever and whenever you might need it and whatever you might need it for. And the University of Oregon competitively has already proved itself a worthy adversary for the Big Ten. Not only have they won multiple Rose Bowls, against the Wisconsin Badgers, but so too, just a couple of years ago, did they go into Columbus and knock off the Ohio State University. Immediately, they would further embolden what is becoming the strongest league in the country. But right now, the Big Ten is behind the SEC, but add Oregon and add Washington, and that becomes the strongest league in the country. Overrated are Texas and Oklahoma, who are struggling to get back to once was. The time is now for Oregon and Washington to go to the Big Ten, to give themselves financial security, to give themselves competitive relevance of an assured variety. And they present two options that don't just bring sufficient television value, but also bring a pedigree of football to the conference that makes it wildly competitive and highly entertaining. The Pac-12 leaves questions, leaves doubt, leaves uncertainty for the Oregon Ducks and by default the Washington Huskies as well. The Big Ten presents clarity, strength, optimism, and certainty from a competitive and financial standpoint. Thank you, Your Honor. I yield my time. Your Honor, members of the jury, members of the court, all those listening or watching, who my predecessor so rudely failed to acknowledge in his opening remarks. Counsel for the plaintiff here, who in this case is a perspective, just like Anton Ego used in the famous Disney Pixar film, Ratatouille, my personal favorite of the Disney Pixar family, might I add. Perspective. 
What makes college sports special? What makes it unique? It's the feel, the energy, the pageantry, the tradition, and the history. Now, opposing counsel attempted to present an argument for why Oregon and perhaps Washington might be better suited in the Big Ten. But aren't we losing sight of the bigger picture in these talks? What history does Oregon have with Ohio State but a win in 2021 in the regular season and a loss in a national championship game in a Rose Bowl? A couple of games against Wisconsin here and there? What rich history does Washington have against the opponents in the Big Ten? Saturdays in the fall would be forever altered, forever changed in the minds and hearts of college football fans in the Pacific Northwest if they were to make the cataclysmic move of going to the Big Ten. Now, the appeal that Putt was in counsel attempted to point out while overlooking one critical factor, is that the finances are more secure in the Big Ten. And it's true they are greater. That is unquestionably true. Need I remind you that they have been greater for quite some time? The Pac-12 has been in a deficit financially compared to the other conferences for a long time. Has that stopped Oregon? Has that stopped Washington from getting to the college football playoff, from building teams that are capable of competing at a high level? No, it has not. No, it most certainly has not. And financially, Oregon has almost no concerns. Is there any doubt that they would not be able to pay a coach a high salary if that is what he demanded? They were prepared to offer Mario Cristobal in the neighborhood of $8 million per year. That would be in the top 10 or 15 nationally for coaching salaries. He decided to go elsewhere. But finances are not what is holding the University of Oregon back from getting back to the national championship game. Finances are not what is preventing the University of Washington from returning to the college football playoff. Those are in-house issues pertaining to coaching and on-field performance, both of which appear to be trending in the right direction. The other factor that must be considered when the Pacific Northwest school's potential membership in the Big Ten is being considered, it cannot be overlooked, the fact that the college football playoff is expanding. Something I have my own personal thoughts about, as many of you may know. But the conference that the Oregons and Washingtons of the world currently reside in, the Pac-12, will be getting an automatic berth into the new 12-team format. So do they need to go to the Big Ten to be competitive? Do they need to go to the Big Ten to be relevant? No, the only thing they would need to go to the Big Ten for would be money. And that is tearing at the fabric of what makes college football the greatest and most unique sport in the world. They need not go to a conference where they feel like they are bigger, where they're going against a tougher schedule, where it may very well be harder to get into the playoff in the first place. What they need is an opportunity to compete at a high level, and the Pac-12 will afford that, especially once the conference expands and the college football playoff expands. That is all they're looking for. That is all 
they need and sacrificing the rivalries, the tradition, the history, the pride of being the premier football brands out West should not be overshadowed by chasing some dollars that will in no material way influence their ability to reach this summit of the college football world. That is why Oregon, and by extension Washington, should remain in the Pac-12, now and in the future, to protect what makes our sport so special. Thank you, and I yield my time. I always enjoy doing that one. I really do. It's, it's, it's a fun thing. Anytime you want to bring him back, you just let me know, all you wonderful listeners or viewers out there. Uh, close with it, just a um, couple minutes or so of uh, basketball thoughts today. With March Madness right around the corner. Arizona State plays later tonight against Nevada in a first four in game, right? To be an 11 seed, take on TCU. Interesting. I, uh, <laughs> March Madness is so great. And it also drives me a little bit crazy, but in the best way possible. Optimism for the Pac 12 this year is that this is the most wide open March Madness I can remember. Alabama is very good, yes. But are they a dominant team? No. Are they a big-time heavy favorite? Also no. They're the number one overall seed, but you always have to have one of those, right? And your four number one seeds, I've got legitimate questions about all of them. Kansas, is Bill Self going to stay healthy for the entire tournament? I do not know. Purdue, no team has ever won a national championship shooting under 33% from the floor, or from three-point land. They are under that threshold. I don't trust them. Houston, a mid-major, has never won a national championship, at least not in the modern era that I'm aware of. Are they going to break? Are they going to buck that trend? And then Alabama is the Brandon Miller controversy weighing on them at all? Is it disrupting the chemistry? I don't know. I don't know. I think Alabama is the team I like most. But basically, as I've been wrapping my brain trying to figure out who to pick as my eventual champion, I'm struggling to come up with one. And there's the optimism for the Pac-12. It's it's the only sense of Pac-12 basketball optimism we've got we've got right now. But it's becoming more and more real to me that. Maybe this is the year Arizona or UCLA could break through because I don't trust anybody. I I mean, literally, other, I mean, could Arizona beat Alabama? I don't think so. I don't think they've got the athletes to do that. I think Brandon Miller is a tough matchup for Tubelis if if they go out. I mean, Tubelis is tremendously skilled, but Miller is ridiculous. Just, but again, it feels really wide open. I've got questions about all the high seeds. And I just don't trust anybody. I'm struggling to even put together, as I record the show, I haven't put together my final four yet. I haven't put together my bracket yet because I just don't trust anybody. There's nobody who I'm like, oh, yep, 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 absolutely love it. I've changed final four teams several times. It's just kind of the feeling that I have going into it. I think it's going to be a great tournament and it could be a great thing for the Pac-12 overall. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day.